What's up, what's up? It's your boy Big Hungry. Back on a Monday and a Tuesday. We got the guy Ando, photographer from the SFC. You know what I mean? Pillar in the community, world traveler. All around. Where are you coming back from right now? I just got back from uh, about five weeks in Barcelona. So you say you live out there now? I was living out there until March. Uh, and then I got rid of my apartment and I've been kind of just bouncing around since March, like between, Word. really between like San Francisco and Barcelona, but definitely more San Francisco. For sure, for sure. Um, what, what, what's like making you want to just get rid of the, uh, your spot in SF? Um, I, for me, I think just like, I think I've spent a lot of time in San Francisco and Word. I think it's to just kind of like cre creatively it's I find a little more inspiration just on the road so I've been really trying to uh, just sort of maximize my my road time as much as possible and see as much of the world as I can um, it's definitely for for photography but um, also just like going on skate trips and stuff is is fun it's like yeah for you sure. know? <laughs> like, is, are you are you snapping a lot of photos out there in, in barcy yeah i've been i've been taking a lot of stuff um uh, definitely some skate stuff but i've been working on like a project here in san francisco uh for the institute of contemporary art oh damn yeah and it's like a, a big group show that i curated so okay. i was kind of just shooting some stuff for that and uh sort of trying to like see what I can do with with like less like less equipment like mm -hmm. a, I just bring like one little camera man that's so interesting you say that because um I, I love shooting and stuff but yeah. the gear is one thing I haven't yeah. grasped yet like yeah and I, I like kind of traveling light with it or just keeping my little film camera yeah um, but then like when you're going out with somebody that's about to rip Right. You want to like get something that they can be stoked on too. Not yeah, you got to like be a, prepared, you know. Yeah. That's the hard part. And like I think like the minimal, you know, the minimal equipment that you need to shoot like a, a proper skate photo. Mm -hmm. um, it's a lot of stuff to, to roll with sometimes. Yeah. And then that's also a toss up too because there's people who don't who just keep one little camera and they sh they they that turned out to be a proper like it's hard to say what a proper no yeah photo you know what I, I look at like I look at like I mean I'm 43 years old now and I so I I think back to when I was like younger like reading skate magazines and stuff like that and the types of photos I was looking at and uh, it's it was so simple like like you got like guys like Dennis McGrath or Tobin Yellen or, yeah. or stuff like that like Tobin's work is like so simple and so amazing mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that like I kind of started thinking about that and was like you know what like I don't need I don't necessarily need all this stuff all true, the time true and so I've been trying to like find a little more inspiration with stuff like that um yeah Tobin's got some really cool photos and I just I like to think that it was just him in a flash you yeah know yeah, I mean? yeah just one flash and yeah just the camera you know I mean even no flash sometimes like some exactly. of, some of my favorite photos of his are just like simple black and white photos yeah. like really amazing stuff yeah. um and it's hard because I feel like with with a majority of the magazines there's sort of like a a level or like a formula that you kind of have to have for your photo yeah for sure you know like with I, I'd say like you know, slap really opened the door up for like the, those types of photos, like the kind of simpler photos and more mm -hmm. like capturing the the essence. And now I think like a lot of times with with magazines or just really any kind of like 
really any kind of like work with a f camera now. There's yeah. like a level because cameras are like getting yeah. so yeah yeah high tech and yeah, more in depth. It gets everything. to be like people are like, oh, that's that's oh uh, yeah, that's all you're doing. Uh, we need yeah, this we and this need, and this. Yeah, and for sure. And that's cool. I think that's fine. You know, I th and I and I totally enjoy still shooting with all that gear and like all yep. that stuff too. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, but it is so nice when you travel and you just have like. Um, like a little tote bag with you mm -hmm. and you got like mm -hmm. six rolls of film and like yeah, two lenses or something yeah. and you're like cool whatever like I need. Yeah. yeah i've been i've been yeah. into that a lot lately for sure who, who uh did you shoot photos for slap did you get some did you no never okay. that was like before my my era um i mean i kind of you know i didn't really shoot i kind of never shot skate photos until probably like the early 2000s okay okay yeah like i i so the way that i got into photography was i actually was like a musician mm. right and i lived in new york for five years and i was doing all this kind of like did you grow up on the east coast or out here i grew up in san francisco you grew up in san francisco right? yeah, yeah okay, and i yeah. and um and i started working at ftc like very young where? like when i was like 12 or 13. where where are we gonna get to that <laughs> but uh but basically i was living in new york and i was doing all this like um kind of like sound production stuff like for for like off-broadway plays oh, so damn. i was making but I mean, it wasn't like any money or nothing. It was just. No, but still, though, that's hella tight just to even be on the scene. I was man. really into music and I was like, I had all the like the Roland VS840 and all the little shit. And like, Sick. I played a bunch of instruments. And so I was doing that. And then I moved back to San Francisco in like probably 2004. Okay. And when I got here, I realized like, oh, damn, there's no like market for like music there's no money or nothing like that mm -hmm. and i wanted to like figure something out so i was like i had been into taking photos for a long time and so i was like i'm gonna actively like try to switch my like creative energy into wow. like taking photos and so basically what i did was i bought um, a Polaroid camera at Goodwill oh, and I just started taking Polaroids of people because also too like I was a friends with all these photographers and stuff but I never to be honest I never thought there was any hope of like achieving much Word. so I was like let me try to figure out a way to like be part of it but in my own way so I would just take Polaroids of people like just kicking it yeah yeah the spots. Yeah. yeah exactly like behind the scenes stuff um, and then actually about a year or two after like that, Dennis McGrath um, was like, dude, you should get a real camera. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, you should probably just start taking photos. Some and real photos. So he yeah. sold me like some, some like, um, some like Sunpack flashes and some stuff that he used, like, and I just kind of got into it up. then. But I mean, I, I just sort of like learned, learned on my own and like Joe Brooke kind of told me a bunch of stuff nice, and nice. Dennis McGrath helped me a lot and yeah. um, you know luckily working at FTC I got to meet all these great like photographers where where hell so, yeah that's tight that's tight man because um I kind of the same way like I was hanging around the homies who ripping and I'm yeah. like well I could get in there and take a couple of kick yeah. turns and a couple of car grinds but yeah. I think I should start documenting some of this stuff right. you know and then the more I'm documenting the more people are feeling it it came like this level of like, oh, like you yeah. you shoot photos, yeah, like, yeah, and yeah. I was like, oh, I just got a camera, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, 
Yeah. And then it starts to turn over like, oh, this is what it means to yeah. say like, oh, I'm a photographer. Would you like to go out and shoot this photo? Because right. even being on sessions, I would shoot some stuff and I remember homies being like, let me know when you're about to shoot the photo. <laughs> right, right, right. So then that way I can get it proper. And <laughs> right. I'm like, oh, okay, I was just trying to be a fly on the wall, you know? Yeah. And some of those photos are some of my favorite photos. Like For you were sure. saying about Tobin, like yeah. just photos of like Julian kicking it from by some random uh, yeah. like road sign or something. Right. It's like, oh, damn, like you, you get the vibe of yeah. like, what those fools are about to do or what they just came back from doing. You kind of like... Well, I think too, it. just as a skateboarder, like, like forget about like even like the, the, the photography side of it. It's so cool to be... Like you grow up like idolizing skate, skating mm -hmm. and skateboarders and stuff like that. And so to be like in those kind of moments with yeah. those kind of guys, yeah. you're like, dude, I can't believe... Like it's so... It's even more rare than having the skate photo. You know, Straight it's like kind of cooler up. in a way, Straight I up. think sometimes is like to have those behind the scenes moments or like the more like, you know, just whatever, like intimate. I don't know what the mm -hmm. word is, but you know, nah, just, you're right. You're right. You know what I mean? It's yeah. kind of it's kind of cool. And I think like if you if you can break that barrier with with people, then the skate photos like nothing. They're like, yeah, nah, you're cool. It's like, all it's good, all good yeah, dude. Get the photo. Sure. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, like yeah. I think that's a fun for me. That's like way more fun is like the. Behind the scenes. Behind the scenes stuff, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah photos of, like, some of my favorite photos are, like, people just walking down the street. Yeah. Because then you see, like, you kind of can place the time. Right, and see right, what's right. going on. Yeah. But, yeah, thinking of behind the scenes, one photographer, probably, like, Tebow's probably got so much oh my God, dope yeah. ass behind the scenes from yeah. the skate world, but then this one also shooting, like, yeah. basketball shit. I feel like in our, like, in our kind of, like, world that we live in, in, in the skateboard world, he's the most, like, prolific Right. I was thinking that the other day because he he was posted a bunch of stuff uh, about the homie Angus that just passed yeah. away not long ago, and um, I was like, man, Atiba has been on the scene, yeah. been around so many people. And it's fucking right, dude. This is know? a crazy one. This so yesterday, so I have a show coming up, and so I dropped off a bunch of film, and so I I found like five rolls of film, and I was oh, like, sick. I don't know, I was like, I don't know what this is, dude. Yeah. There's a photo of Angus on the roll what? from like 12 years ago Damn. or like 15 years ago at that's, Wallenberg that's sick and I, I was just like what like I, I mean I didn't really know him or nothing you know I but just, yeah and back then you were, that's hella random because it's not like you were like oh let me go and look for some rolls of this kid or no, something no he's just standing there like and I just took a photo of him it's like I was like wow this is a trip you yeah know? man he was uh, heavy in the skateboard and I don't think a lot of people who Follow him now, even knew that. Right. I mean, it's even some stuff like I didn't know he was really kicking it at Town Park and stuff like that. Yeah, was, yeah. Because like, it's just like so far ago, you know. Right. But um, plus, we're like a little older now too, so we, yeah, exactly. we missed his like generation introduction of, to it. Yeah. yeah, for sure. There are some homies that it was like, oh no, I used to be there. Yeah. I was I was out busting trying tricks and shit. He'll be like right there. So yeah, yeah. It's a trip, man. Photography is like. Uh, it lasts so long. It's like that one quick second. Yeah. That, that snap can last for yeah. so long. And, no, it's and it's it's like a time capsule, man. You know what I mean? Up, it's like up. it's interesting what you can. Uh, and like you were saying about like people walking down the street and you can tell the time and all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. Like that's that's my favorite thing about it is like um, like waiting like to see those stuff mm -hmm. like forever. Like you could. You know, like people are like, and now there's like this whole thing with like Instagram. It's like I gotta get this out. Oh yeah. And it's like, nah, man, just let it bubble. Sit on it. Yeah. Because it's only gonna look cooler. 
in well, 20 years or whatever exactly. you know it's exactly. like like exactly. a lot of my favorite photographers like outside of skateboarding like probably when they took their photos they were kind of like whatever this is a whatever photo for sure but then you look at it now and you're like damn that's a beautiful photo Blow it up. like yeah it's yeah. like ricky powell like yeah. that, that's that's dope that yeah. how'd you even meet ricky powell Oh man, I was I met Ricky Powell on Hate Street one day, just walking down the street. Okay. At like 8 a.m., I was like going to get a coffee, and he was just walking down the street with his radio and like smoking a joint. Word. And I was like, "Yo, what's up, Ricky Powell?" And he yeah. and he like didn't. He was like, "Nah, nah, like <laughs> that ain't me. Nah, like yeah. you don't know me." Like, and I'm like, "No, dude, you're Ricky Powell." Like, yeah. And he's like, "How do you know me?" Like, I'm like, "Dude, I'm a photographer. I love your stuff." And, Straight up. Um, and then he was like okay, yeah, you like my work, like, you want to buy a print? <laughs> I was like, yeah, and he pulled yeah. out, like, 50 prints out of his bag. Oh, damn. Like, just all these crazy prints, and I bought a couple prints, and then I took him to FTC, and uh, we, we all bought a couple, like, photos off him. Mm -hmm. And then I was just like, yo, man, like, let's stay in contact, and, like... How far from when you met him then until when y'all had when you when you put the probably show like six months or okay, something like so that. Relatively like, close. Yeah, he was like out here and I met him and he left like the next day and then we stayed in contact, but it wasn't like I wasn't like blowing him up every day or whatever. But I pretty much just proposed the idea to him like, hey, why don't you want to come out to SF? You could stay with me. Yeah. And. Uh, you know, we can do a show or whatever. Like, I'll do a, sh I'll like help you do a show. Like, I don't want even want my work in it. Word. And it was funny because he met Kent, the owner of FTC, mm -hmm. like the same day, roughly. Yeah. And Kent's Japanese, and so the whole time he thought that I was Kent <laughs> when I was talking to him. Yeah. So I picked him up at the airport, and he's like, what? he's like, who are you? Yeah. And I'm like, he's like, oh man, I thought you were Japanese. I was like, nah, dude. Nah, like, I'm the dude you met yeah, before like, you met the Japanese dude. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but yeah, we we ended up be becoming like pretty close, and uh, I would hang out with him in New York a little bit. Word, here and there. Word. Yeah. And after that show, you like went out there and kicked it with him. Yeah, I went out there a couple times and just like yeah. chilled out there with him and hung out and like tight, shot man. a bunch of photos of him and like whatever, just hung out at his crib and like. I really wanted to like document him because he just was such a like a character. Straight up, you know, Straight and like up. He, yeah, just seeing him pop on the scene and just like kind of out there. But then he's also like reserved. But yeah. then as soon as you tap in, he's like yeah, opening the reserve. He's like really it. extremely smart too, but also just like Word. kind of like out there and uh, yeah. I really I really liked his approach to photography too. That he like. I would ask him these kind of kind of like semi-technical questions like oh what you know what kind of film did you use and this and that yeah. he's like man whatever like i don't know Straight whatever up. and Straight like up. he like he i don't know if he really even knew like the ins the, and outs of like a camera technically word. but he his like he knew what he was doing Straight up. he knew Straight like up. his thing and like i was like man and like actually like there's like this there's a photographer here in the city named ken goto oh yeah right the, the, the so guy so goto i the love boss. goto's work and goto told me this thing like a long time ago he's like man if you want to take good photos like live a good life mm. and um and that was like the epitome of ricky powell straight up because he's got photos from all the og hip-hop greatest yeah but then like it made me think of a photo of just like cindy crawford walking down the street or like right. um 
like the photos he got of Andy Warhol. Yeah. And just like, and, and it's like, you just had to be there on right. the scene, right. living a good life, right. to snap that photo. Right place, quick. right time, but yeah. also he like knew all the people and he was Straight such up. a charismatic dude. Like mm-hmm. anybody that met him was like, man, you're the best, you know? It was Straight pretty up. much like, he just had that vibe about him, but. Yeah, man, God bless the dead, man. Yeah. Shout out to him, shout out yeah. to Angus, man. Yeah, definitely. Legends, legends, yeah. man. Yeah, um, I still got, that Harold Hunter photo wow, yeah. from, from yeah, yeah. the show you did with him. And that was pretty dope because those prints were huge and they weren't expensive. No. And like, I'm just like stoked that I got that, you yeah. know, that's just chilling, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think a lot of, it's funny, like, I mean, a lot of people I think maybe didn't even really realize how how good those were. How legendary that's been. Right. That you was, know, they were yeah. kind of like, oh, cool, I bought a print. And I'm like, yeah. man, I think about that all the time. I'm like, dude, I hope everyone that got those still has those. Cause Straight up, man. That's the, that's, that's the cool part about the art side of photography because there is the business side and the technical side. But when it all comes down to it, <clears throat> people just want to look at something yeah. and be like, this is tight, you know? Yeah, yeah. But finding that... Finding that balance as a photographer is, is is a little crazy. From knowing that you can take a good photo, yeah, to then being like, okay, I, I want to make money off of this, right. but then you have to step into a whole new world. Of, right. Okay, let me get on the the call list so when they come into town, they want to hit me up yeah. and all that. And that kind of almost takes the fun away from it sometimes. But yeah. If you, if you get into the point where you're making money off of it, then it's cool. But right. I imagine it being a little more stressful at that point too. Yeah, I think it's I think it's like. I think what what I think was really distracting for for photographers right now, at least what I notice is like, I mean, I hate to even say this, but I feel like there's like, sometimes like people's egos get in the way, like Mm -hmm. they like take a photo and then they're like, that's worth like a bunch of money in this, right? And it's like, sometimes I think that's a little bit like small minded, because I'm like, because I'm like, imagine if you like got your work out there and then like you got more jobs and more this and like, like there's ways to do it in I think where you could actually like profit better without it being like like you're hoarding your photos or something or yeah, like that. Yeah, like or like you're just trying to like um, like commoditize like your work. Like mm-hmm. you can create work <clears throat> to get jobs that pay you money versus like creating work to try to sell it. Yeah. You know, like that's like the show that I'm doing at ICA like we're we're printing like 300 photos. Oh damn. They're and they're they're huge. They're like the Ricky Powell ones. Okay, same yeah. size. Same. So the spacing is is the, is pretty big. In the it's region. massive. Yeah. yeah, it's a museum. So it's okay, like. Okay. Yeah. But the whole concept of the show is that we're giving all the photos away the what? night the night of. That's a trip. So like, and there's like Ricky's in there. A bunch of, like it's a bunch of photographers that I've like looked up to. That's tight. And basically, like the the idea behind the show was like to. To, like take away like the value the money value of from the work and make it more of like and have an impact like get your work to be seen and to uh just to like have somebody own it and like it's basically tries to we're trying to like break the rules of like a normal museum yeah you know it's like you can go in there and you can take it off the wall and you can leave with and, it and that's it yeah yeah that's and you tight. leave with it and it's like so it's like i'm trying to figure out ways to like do you think that is uh like the embodiment of that. You think that's like skater driven vibe or just I think so, but I think I think it's like skater mentality a little, skater like DIY little, mentality. Exactly, right? Okay. Yeah, but I think also too I've been working for a photo agency here in San Francisco and um, like I deal with some pretty like high end clients. Got you. 
And I see just like this juxtaposition in the world of like, okay, here's like how these crazy rich people want it. And then like my like skater friends want it. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, how can we like make these two kind of work, you know, like, um, but it's, it's hard. I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's really difficult to make money off of photos. It's For like, sure. you know, even the, the best photographers in the world like a lot of them are broker than you think yeah i was i was gonna say so when did when did that like was that like a harsh lesson for you to think like okay i'm i'm fucking with the photo shit and then you got the ogs putting yeah. you on so now you're probably getting gassed up like oh i'm about to i'm next up or you know i'm about to start doing this and then yeah. you kind of realize it's not really sustainable i, I think it, as I think far it, as like making a full living i think day. that happened for sure but then luckily like what happened what happened with me is that i figured out like my I I figured out my motivation right I was right. like okay like instead of making like money be my motivation mm -hmm. I mean you got to make money I work like I have jobs and shit gotcha. you have yeah. to but like it's like creatively I'm not like creating to sell my work right. like I'm like like I realize like if you do it because you're like into it you're gonna just keep doing it and mm -hmm. you're gonna get better at it and you're gonna just keep shooting and you're gonna get like those great photos because you're just shooting a lot yeah you know, it's like a numbers game sometimes, you know. Um, so I figured I like actively switched my like motivation to be like, you know what, I, I'm so happy that I get to be in these situations with my friends and make that the, the, the like prize out of it. For sure. Versus yeah. like, oh, I'm with these dudes, I'm gonna get this sick portrait and I'm gonna sell it to these people. It's like, yeah, yeah, for this brand. Right, <clears throat> like it's like, yeah. nah, like forget about that. And like, and, I, and I'll say like, it's probably like, hurt me in a little bit of ways because like sometimes maybe I don't take jobs as seriously as I should. Got you, got you. But I'm super happy with my work and I'm like, whatever, man, like that, like if they don't want it, I'll keep it for 10 more years and like yeah, yeah. whatever. It's like, you know, like I just build my, my stuff up and like, um, you know, I hate to even say it, but it's like sometimes I think about just like just stacking my work forever and then hoping that like when I die. Somebody's it, just it, like, yeah. Yeah, because um, it's like that's sort of like what's like finding Vivian Myers. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I think a lot of us was like, oh, okay, cool. This is all I got to do is yeah. just stack this shit in the room, and then when I croak, yeah, <clears throat> somebody's going to come and pull it out the thing, exactly. and it'll be all good. Yeah. Because I, de I definitely, uh, after watching that, I felt a little relief of like, man, there are people who just like to shoot and get photos that are worth money or right. can be sold but they just like keeping them for themselves. You do get a thrill. Right. It's the same way of like if you, it's, it's kind of like opposites, but like if you're somewhere and you don't film right. something on your phone. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. I was at the A's game the other day and I was like, put out my phone for a second. I'm like, man, I'm just enjoying this. Right. I don't need to show no one right. that I'm at a game right now. Like, yeah, I mean, that's, I'm here, you know? Yeah, the, um, I so I carry a camera with me like pretty much all the time. And gotcha. It's like specifically because of the phone, mm -hmm. because like I'm, we're all so ingrained in like, oh, hold up, like, right. So when yeah. I have that feeling now, I'm like, hold on, let me think about what I'm doing here. Let me just take it on that, straight up, you know. And then it's like I don't share it because it's film, and it's like I wait, and then yeah. you know, you end up like um, capturing more moments, and I don't know. It's, I mean, I'd still take photos on the phone, obviously, gotcha. everybody yeah, does, yeah, but yeah. but in general, I really have been trying to like actively use my phone stuff for like one reason mm -hmm. you know and then, and then like, pull out the film camera for just yeah. to get those quick snaps because I, I was like no i mean there was trips that i would go on where i'd be shooting like mo mostly digital because it's like skate stuff 
and just like I'm just banging stuff out with my phone, like mm-hmm. with all the homies, and I'm yeah. like, man, if I just had like a camera with me, it'd probably be a lot better. They, they just the grain on it would look a little. Just crisp. anything, yeah. like it's just even like the imperfection in it makes it like so much better mm-hmm. and more personal and just cool. Yeah, I get the joy out of it. I got like at least like 60 rows, maybe a little less now because I keep kind of going through them. Yeah, just like stacked, and I don't know what's on them. Yeah, I try not to keep adding to the pile. Yeah, no, but that's I'm just hard. like, yeah. That's hard. yeah. yeah. But there is something cool about like getting everything in the can and then just like letting it sit. Yeah. And then like that that bug in my ears like need to go and get that and then like scan it and everything is like I'll yeah. do that when it comes time if I'm gonna make a yeah, zine or yeah. something like that you know. Yeah. <clears throat> At first though I was like super fired up on getting them and then straight posting them to get everybody to be like yeah look what I'm doing you know yeah. but then after a while it's like if I'm not doing this to, if i'm not posting them to try to get some brand to reach right. out or something like that then i just don't really i used to, to think it. i had to post like one one photo a day yeah and i would like be and i started noticing i was like going out shooting like like oh i gotta go out with some skaters today and like get a photo yeah i gotta keep it going mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know and then i was like what am i doing like, you kind of burn yourself out like that well anyway. i was just like dude what like like not not to say like they were great photos but like yeah. they're just wasted on instagram where you're like like what i what i try to do now with skate photos is i just literally just sit sit on them for mm-hmm. like forever and then it's like like good example the kai video just dropped where and like i shot a bunch of stuff with those dudes like maybe a year ago i don't yeah. know or like yeah maybe maybe like a year you were on some of those sessions though for sure during no the video. definitely yeah. and like Honestly, I didn't even put it together that they were like They're filming a video, yeah. you know. But I was like, oh, I'll just like I don't need to post this shit. Yeah. And then it's like I watched the video and I was like, oh shit, I have a photo of that. I have and a photo that, of that. Yeah, I have a photo yeah, of that. Man. Like, like I was psyched, but it's like, yeah, I think but it's, that's tight though because you held on to them, yeah, and didn't post them like right then, right away. But well, it's then. weird. Like with with companies now, I feel really weird about like posting anything. Like, mm-hmm. like I'm just like, man, you guys here, you take it and like, word, word. like my my, I try to do like. Uh, like repost, you know, or like wait for someone else to post it. And, and then, yeah, it's like, I don't know. I feel like people waste a lot of good work on Instagram, like even just not skate stuff, just like other stuff. Yeah, people taking like amazing photos of like the bridge or like some waterfall yeah. or something, they just send it straight to but the I, But I understand though too, cause maybe that's like the outlet that they have or whatever, you yeah. know, like yeah. um, we're lucky cause we have like the, the biggest family in the world. We have like yeah. the skateboard community. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we get a lot of support no matter what Straight really no matter where we are and what we're doing it's yeah. like somebody's down view but like i understand like people using it for their advantage like instagram and stuff but sometimes i do think it gets like overused yeah b- being an artist uh, uh, like in the rap world and stuff i'm like always trying to juggle like damn this week should i make these videos of me rapping into the camera or yeah. should i put that energy into like actually making music right. and then getting the music out but right. even when you do that you want to market it so at some point you're gonna have to be talking to the fucking camera yeah yeah and doing something yeah, it's just it's just what, where we at now but it, it's cool to be a little more meticulous about it yeah i mean yeah. we're getting older and i think it's like you know it's smarter to um to like value your time and value like the work that you do yeah um and even if it's like only valuable to you, it's like that. That's kind of the only thing that really matters. Yeah, because you gotta feed your soul. Right. You gotta feed what keeps you fired. Right. Up. Like keep it real and just do what you are wanting wanting to do. And like, um, it, it, not to say oh it'll work out. Like not yeah, to be yeah. all like that. But it's like you know you'll be happy because you're like fuck. I'm just doing what I'm doing. Or you know. Well, like, I know you gotta be stoked because how'd you even. Uh, 
start working at it? You, like, you, you said you was 13, you just walked in there and was Yeah, just, so when I was in eighth grade, I had to go to summer school because I wasn't like a very good student. You pulling in? Nah. <laughs> nah. Same. And I, uh, I went to summer school at Sacred Heart, which is like on Ellis and like Franklin or some yeah. shit down there. And uh, the old FTC was on Franklin and Bush. Okay. So when I was like 12, like this is probably summer, this is like summer of 93. So summer of 93, I was like going to summer school and I'd get out at like one o'clock in the afternoon and I would just walk over to FTC because it was like three blocks from my school. Where? And I would just sit there. And just kick it. Dude, I wouldn't even talk. I was so Concrete shy. Concrete Jungle was, was, wasn't That around. was like the little, that was definitely before my time, but that okay. was over in the hate. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. was like before my time. Like, um, like, I think I started skating around like 91 probably. My cousin, my cousin actually lived with Tommy Guerrero. Oh, okay, I see. And um, he gave me one of the, f he gave me like a board from Tommy Guerrero, like um, uh, the first, like the purple, t like the TG logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it was purple, like I, he gave me one of those and I, I wanna say that was probably 91, 92 or Damn. 92, yeah. something like that. And yeah, for Christmas, like I had, uh, I got like this drum machine for Christmas and my cousin wanted it, so I traded him for a skateboard and then that's kind of yeah, so that, that's, that's, that's how I, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, obviously I knew who Tommy Guerrero was. For sure. And I, like he, my cousin always skated, he, and um, he grew up, or he was like, his best friend was like Tommy's best friend from like the 80s, so oh, like, shit. I always kind of knew of like- That's a good end though. Those yeah. dudes, yeah, yeah this yeah, dude, yeah. Mark Babis was my cousin's best friend and Mark was like the most insane fucking like hill bomber. Uh, that's what I was gonna, I was gonna ask, like did, did, well, how, did you, um, who was you, who was you seeming like, yeah, bombing hills back then? Cause that's so these dudes, the old these, age old thing. These you know? dudes used to go up, I mean, I remember them doing like backside ninth and stuff like that. And, but these dudes used to go up to Mount Tam on the full, oh, on the full moon Damn. and do it at night and bomb it down. And they would do it at night so that you could see the headlights of the car. Damn. And these, do, I would be in the van like with the girlfriend or whatever, you yeah. know, just like, I was like seven, like, ah, you know, like, so yeah, like. So you've been around skating since you was young yeah, as fuck. Yeah, yeah, I think like the first time I was really exposed to skating was like probably like six or seven okay, or something man. like that. And, uh, and that's a trip going on those missions and just like. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm thinking about at, at, at that age, like, yeah. You, I didn't, but I'll be honest, I, I didn't like, really understand it. Word. Like, at all. Word. Like, I didn't, like, to me it was like, oh, it's like a thing, it's like a thing, that's it. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, like, at that age, you don't really know what the fuck is going I on, didn't really but you're aware that I didn't really realize that it was, like, a whole world, mm -hmm. and, like, until, like, the, like, 91, 92. Like, started reading Thrasher, um, you know, watching videos and shit like that, and, like, obviously I had seen, like, Animal Chin or whatever, but, like, Where? like rented it at, like, the movie store or whatever, but, like, I didn't really understand, like, what was happening until I was probably, like, 11 or 12, and then I was like, oh, shit, there's, like, a whole, there's, like, a whole world. Yeah. You know, and luckily, I mean, I it's grew like up hiding in plain sight too. Like, yeah, and luckily I grew up looking at curves different and shit. Everything, and then yeah. I grew up in San Francisco, so it was like, you know, at that time it was just it was going off. Going off, yeah. you know? So like, yeah. you, you start going down to Embarcadero, you see all the, you see like hundreds of people skating on a Saturday and you're like, what the, what the fuck? fuck like, yeah. yeah, and just at that time, like hanging out at FTC, it helped 
meet a lot of people. I mean, I was such a shy kid and like Word. just a big dork and like, um, you know. How long was it until you actually start setting up boards for people and shit though? So that was like summer 93. I think I started working there like little odd jobs. Like mm. my first job there was actually cleaning up a bunch of dead rats. Oh shit. Yeah. That's like they, didn't, do here, they didn't want to do it. And yeah. they gave me, they were like, you can get a video. So I got like the color video or something. Oh, so and like, it was like, you clean shit up. We hook you up with a Yeah. Video. And then that's how kind of how it worked. And then at the old shop, I would do like stuff for like product, you know, here and there. Gotcha. And then the one on, when they moved to Schrader street, which I think was 94, um, I worked like starting working there the very first day. Oh damn! Yeah, so the very first day they opened, like I was there, and like I worked one day a week, and then it just you know progressed from there. Like, damn! So you've seen that place just like bubble up too, like yeah. just go further and further. Yeah, make it overseas. Yeah. I mean that's like my family now. It's like you yeah, know those sure. guys like basically turned me into who I am. So I owe them like everything. Word, you know? Like word. even the OG dudes that worked there that like didn't skate. There was like dudes that worked there that didn't even skate, Damn. who were like just just a regular job for them. Yeah, but what? they were like the dudes who set up like the tab the tab book. Okay, like these dudes knew every fucking skater in the world, Damn. and they just didn't skate. They just happened to like work there and like. That's a trip. Yeah, it was an interesting crew of dudes, you know, and like yeah. I'm still friends with all of them to this day, you know. That's tight. Yeah. That's tight. Yeah, was that, because I remember seeing you with Larry June over in Japan. Was yeah. it Japan? Was that for an FTC shoot? or That was, was that? well, we didn't shoot anything. We just, we went there, we opened a store. Oh, okay. And like, I had shot, I had shot some photos of Larry for Diamond oh, so the, or something. Oh, okay, okay. And then like, we, we kind of became friendly and then he came to FTC one day and he had mentioned something about Japan, and I'm like, yo, I'm going to Japan, like, in two weeks. Oh, sick. And he's like, bro, I want to go, you know? And so I talked to Kent, and we're like, yeah, fuck it, let's go. So we all went, and, uh, you know, it was right on the cusp of him, like... Blowing up even more. I mean, he was already popular He was really point, popular, right? for sure, but now but it's now, like, yeah. he's, like, a whole different... For real. You know? For but, real. yeah, that was... That was a fun trip. We we really just went out there and like hung out. We went we 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 opened a store. We went out to like a store opening. I think it was Osaka or something. I okay. forget, or Nagoya or something. But like we all just went there, took the train, or you know flew out there, took the train, and yeah. then just fucking party. Was Nico with y'all too? Yeah, Nico was with us. Chico, a bunch of people. Okay, sick, sick. Yeah. Oh, so that store in Japan just opened. Like that was like. Four years ago now? So, we, they, yeah, so we have three in Japan. Oh, it's three in Japan. The now. one in Tokyo has been there for like 12 years or maybe exactly. more, 15 yeah, years. Yeah, and yeah, then it's been there. we opened one in Nagoya and Osaka. And I, I forget which one, like, is which, but we opened one of them in March of 2020. Exactly. So, which sucks. Because it was like COVID stuff. Right. right? And yeah. we were all supposed to go back out, but... Um, but yeah, we didn't. We I haven't been since. We're actually supposed to go in October. Same crew. Larry's come in, I believe. Sick. Sick. Nico, Chico, like we're kind of running Same back. Crew, yeah, 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 that's tight. That's tight. Yeah. yeah, I haven't been over there. I want to check it out. Oh, um, you would love it. Yeah, it's, um, it's the future over there. It's that like, photo of uh, Nico on the cover. Did you shoot that? No. Oh, okay, okay. Dan Z. Dan Z shot that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm fucking. I could have looked that up before. But no, no, no. Yeah, Dan yeah. Z shot it. Um, I just thought, because I just know you got hella sick-ass photos of Nico. I got a lot of photos of him, for sure. I, I have some good skate photos of him, but I have just so many more, like, just whatever. Just kicking and, and stuff. Yeah. I think I might have, like, his first skate photo, though. Okay. Tight. Yeah, he's Tight. riding, like, a, um, his board is, like, completely, like, 
like square tail, razor tailed out, like from just sure. kick turning everywhere. <laughs> yeah. He's probably like eleven or something. He's just doing a kickflip off this ledge. Sick. Yeah, yeah that that um that shot is sick. It's just dope because it's like a city spot, city kid. Yeah. Yeah, I love him. He's the best, dude. He's like such a good kid, and he like puts on for the city so hard. He like yeah. loves San Francisco. Yeah, for sure. You know, for like, sure. Um, yeah, EMB. You spent a lot of time down there, for sure, right? Yeah, I skated down there a lot. I mean, I wasn't. I wouldn't say I was like part of any EMB crew or anything like that, but I definitely but like, it was like just by proximity. Like, yeah, I was like, I was pretty it. young. I was like twelve or thirteen, and then um, maybe fourteen, and like. As I skated more, I like definitely would go down there and skate quite a bit. Um, you sh- was you shooting any photos down there? I was though? actually, yeah. So when I was like 16, I had a camera, and I only but I only took photos of like my friends. Like, gotcha. You know? Yeah. He wasn't like going up to all the Mm-mm. older cats and like nah. trying to snap. But I got like photos of my homie like kickflipping the seven. And, oh, that's like, tight. Though. You know, yeah. shit like that. Yeah. Like just us hanging out and like we would yeah. skate Blackrock quite a bit, and then we would like we would do like the whole. The whole like circle, like Black Rock, Brown Marble, you know, whatever, uh, gotcha. Embarcadero, like yeah. kind of move around. I mean, downtown at that time was like Wonderland, dude. It was just Straight like, up. you could just keep moving and there was stuff everywhere. Um, I skated Wallenberg a lot more than anything though. Cause I lived kind of near Wallenberg. So yeah. I'd go there every single day. For sure. And like the crew there was like incredible. Damn. It was like Simon Evans, Drake Jones, Josh Kalis, Jamie Thomas. That Those dudes were kind of there quite a bit. And uh, yeah, those Wallenberg contests look like they was gnarly too. That's that actually back to that Angus photo I have. It's from a Wallenberg contest. Oh damn! Yeah, damn. super random. Yeah, but yeah, those uh, those contests I, I I don't think I really. Oh, actually, you know what? I was at the one the 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 one where um, Chris Markovich tried to kickflip the four in like oh, shit. '93. I went to back to the city with my mom. That was a that that was a. Contest that was in like downtown or something like so that? So that was at Civic Center, but then like Center, after yeah. that, like everybody went to, to Wallenberg and like I ended okay. up. I ended just up, start busting out over there. Dude, yeah, <laughs> and I ended up over there with my mom. <laughs> yeah, my mom was super cool about like skating stuff because I think she realized like that, it, it, like she's like, okay, you can go do that. I'm like, I get some space. Yeah, you for know? real. For real. Because like, it's exercise and. Yeah. She probably peeped the scenes like, okay, there's some kind of cash, but then there's majority of people just trying to have fun and do this shit. Yeah, the city was so different then, too, that like as a 12 year old kid, you could go anywhere you wanted. Yeah. You know, straight like, up. Straight like up. I was taking the bus going all over the city when I was like, you know, really young. Like I would take the bus to school every morning starting at like age six or something. Damn. So, like, when you're 12, you're damn near like, whatever, I got this. Like, yeah, you know, I was up, just cruising all over. Do you think you get more swag from your mom or from your dad? I, well, you know, my dad passed away when I was five, so okay, I don't, okay. I don't know. You're like, swag, I think I'm really similar to my dad okay. from what I can like gather. For sure. For and I sure. look exactly like him. Yeah. But my mom was like pretty cool. Like she, she was pretty open and she like hung out with a lot of cool people and just Word. like, she exposed me to a lot of stuff and, uh, you know, just basically like, I don't know if she, if she even tried or if it just like, it just was, just happened. Like just cause how, what she was into, yeah. it's just like, yeah. Well, I think San Francisco was really fucking cool then too. Yeah, for sure. I used like to in the nineties, yeah. SF was like the prime time, mm-hmm. you know, like it's funny cause we all say like, oh, like, oh, these years for, no matter where you are, you're like, 
that was, those were the best years. Yeah. But I'm like, but if really, if you just look at San Francisco as a whole, it's like you got like the 60s and the 70s and the 90s. Yeah. You know, and it's like. The 90s was cool as hell. Yeah. Because my mom worked in Embarcadero. Oh, so sick. I would just like get off and go over there. But I had no idea what was going on right. at the skate world or nothing like that. Yeah. But, just getting off the, just getting on the train from Oakland or from yeah. Richmond, yeah, impact, growing through Oakland and getting to the city and just stepping off, it was just like, like yeah, yeah. Powell Street bustling. Yeah, it's a trip how it looks now. I'm like, yeah, it's a ghost town. What the hell is going on over here? It's pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but you know, that you said the Civic Center. I think that the they about to build a build some shit over there, like build a park over there or at oh. the UN or, or at the oh, UN Plaza. UN Plaza, yeah. 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 Probably, I'm sure they're gonna do something there, but I yeah, mean, there was it's, some rumblings about it. They're, they're talking about like skate park, like, but like it's just a, a skatable ob- object, okay. not like a full park. I think just that'd like, be smart because it's like if you just look at like, like statistically, like wherever they put like skate parks, or just look at like Burnside or mm-hmm. something like that. Like, like I went the first time I went to Burnside, I think I was like 15 or something, and it was, dude, it was a shithole. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now, and I, I, I give them a lot of credit, like the people that built Burnside and the skaters that went there for like cleaning up that neighborhood. Straight up. You know, like Straight up. it like instantly changed like once they were there. Like, yep. you know, I mean, and I think that would, I don't know if that would happen here, but it's like. Nah, that's just, that's, that's kind of why I was bringing it up. Cause I'm thinking like skaters bring an economy yeah. just by coming to kick it. Whether it was yeah. gonna go grab a 12 pack right. or a bunch of waters right. or to the superfood store right. or to the Carl's Jr. Like yeah. we're all gonna, and then like, yeah, the liquor stores and right. all that, like just to well, go they don't to tolerate, and they don't, they don't tolerate a lot of like shady shit. Like, exactly. You know, it's funny cause people, I think skate, skateboarding gets a bad rap to like non-skateboarders. They're like, oh, those guys are causing trouble. Yeah, it and like, it's like, nah. actually nah, dude, they're like the ones keeping like shit tight. Yep. You skaters know, have like, been through a lot. So if they're, if they're somebody who's on the street, who's obviously going through a lot, right. so if they're like sleeping by the spot or something, right. there somehow becomes this bond of like, right. yeah, I get it. You, you think that we got our shit together, but right. we don't. And it looks yeah. like you're like maybe bad off worse right. than us, but we're like right there with you. Well, you skaters know I mean? are streaking it at the same skaters spot. Skaters are street smart too. They, yeah. you know, they're on the street all the time. So like, they really like you really learn how to like read people you see Straight all this up. crazy shit so you're like nah this dude it can't be here yeah. like or whatever like we gotta keep an eye on this guy or this or Straight that or whatever up. like so i think it'd be great if they put something down there you know yeah that's what i was thinking too it's probably a t- turn it around downtown just a little bit shit you yeah know? just to just get it started but then i never thought of that the the burn set the burn side effect really yeah because yeah those fools did clean that spot up and then now years later it's fucking condos dude it's crazy blocking it in you right. know what i mean and right. it's like at first they was like oh i wouldn't go down there and now it's yeah. like everyone's down there no and it's like they i feel like they it all started from like from there, there. yeah that energy from yeah, there of for like, sure we're gonna handle this. We're gonna take. We're gonna get the construction going, everything, and just handle it just for us to. Yeah, I think it's like a, a a great like like study and like uh, just like how like society works or whatever. Like, what if like you, philanthropy or something. Yeah, I don't know. Like, but if you like look at it, you're just like, man, these dudes like single handedly changed this fucking yeah. neighborhood and like made a place for like kids to go and like cleaned it up and built this it's like a whole it's like amazing what they did you know like um stoked on it yeah man um so yeah you got the show coming up soon yeah so i got a show august 19th at ica institute of contemporary art 
Um, and you're you're gathering all the you're doing it all solo. Like, are you got like, somebody helping you out? Like, um, I have a like. There's a, a nonprofit like kind of kind of behind it called Value Culture. Okay. And they they do a lot of stuff with like the arts in San Francisco. Okay. Um, so they're gonna help you get everything printed up and stuff. Yep, we're printing. Actually, I'm going to Vallejo today to print everything. Okay. Uh, but it's like me and like 25 people roughly. Okay. Uh, the show. And it's just people I picked out that I like have worked with around the world or whatever, and uh, uh, some well-known people and some not so well-known people. But I wanted to create like a, a even playing field for everybody to be like displayed in a museum. That's tight. And That's tight. Uh, and uh, you know just something to help build the photography community that that I'm in. You know, as far as like getting all that meaning, because I'm like. I got this art, this Photoshop in my head that I need to start getting cracking. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as like wrangling all that many different personalities, because yeah. uh, I mean, you said it's three hundred photos. Yeah, so it's like, but it's not. Is it? Is it? It's not three hundred photographers. No, no, no. Yeah. It's it's like it's like actually it's like twenty. It's like twenty four total photographers. photographers. Okay. And then like each photographer has like. 11 photos and, and and they're all gonna be the same size yeah okay okay yeah. that's a good way to dial it in. Yeah. yeah but they're all huge they're all yeah. like 40 by 60 um inches and uh damn pretty much like uh i'm pulling up to that for sure oh it's gonna be a good one how are you going how are people gonna be able to pick what they want you just gotta get in there and get it get to it quick you huh? have to just come and find out come and find out yeah, yeah but it's like up. basically like the show changes throughout the night because okay. we're just constantly ripping stuff off the wall yeah right yep, so yep, it's like yep. uh uh you know it's it's almost like you know 11 different shows in one night straight up and then the goal is to give out every single photo we have tubes and everything there Sick. so it's like you just you know if you like want a photo you just take it pretty yeah. much um that's right. The goal, the goal for me for this one was to uh, get people's work on like people's walls and a museum. And mm -hmm. I was like, this mm -hmm. is the this is the best way to do it. Give it away for free. Yeah. You know, and like um, they're all one of ones. Uh, like the photos are all like one of one edition. There's no like repeats. There's no nothing. And uh, we got Talago giving us like hundreds and hundreds of free drinks. Damn. So it'll be a fun one. Hell yeah, I might have to come and check it out. Yeah. I mean, this episode, I don't know when this is going to drop, but... No, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be tight to pull up. Yeah. Well, shit, man. I think we've been chopping it up. Yeah, we did it. Good hour in there. Yeah. Thanks for coming through. Thank you, man. Always yeah. a pleasure. Always. Much respect. Always. Much respect, yeah. man. Much respect. I really appreciate it. All right. And shout out to Schmitty. Yeah. Big shots <laughs> out to Schmitty.